0: Lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show.
1: And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show live and on demand here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He is Todd Erzin, who is receiving many hosannas in my inbox right now. You don't need to add yours. I've sent over slash deleted. I sent you one. You did. Because that's that's all the dude code requires me. I sent you one. I even told you there were many more. Johnny Dangerously Yes, but it would be a total dude code violation if I sent you every single one of those. Correct. All right, so the appropriate thing to do, once giving you the recognition that you have earned for your rant and yesterday's overtime, is to then just, at that point forward, just begin deleting all the rest of them. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so you don't need to add yours. Todd is aware that you appreciated uh, and you channeled his uh, anger and frustration in yesterday's overtime. So thank you. Uh, Aaron McIntyre is here as well. And then there is, of course, all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. You can do so by emailing the show, Steve, at SteveDace.com. Uh, that's D-E-A-C-E. You can also like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, at Show. Look for us on MeWe, Parlor Gab, and Getter. Uh, If you like places that don't try to censor us, and then you can, of course, watch clips that are uncensored and are also free over at Rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. Something else I need to let you know, because I'm getting a ton of emails about this. We are here at Blaze TV migrating. If I get any of this wrong, Aaron, tell me. All right. Uh, We are migrating to a new and I'm hoping and guessing upgraded video platform uh, for hosting our videos. There are some unforeseen kinks with this migration, particularly with long form, longer form programming. We are trying to work through them. We apologize for this. Um, and, and I don't know what else I can say other than uh, we're very sorry about this.
2: Yeah, generally, because I'm a millennial and I'm very sensitive, I would say it's not my fault, but because this is such an unforeseen- You even kept the camera on me while you spoke. I'm sorry. Well, that's because I'm working right now. Oh, I I thought that was to reinforce that it was not your fault. I'm working right now. I need need to be multitasking. (laughs) I'm usually usually very sensitive, but uh, because this is such an unforeseen circumstance, if you need to vent your frustration, by all means, at Dace Producer, Aaron at stevedace.com, you well, can, it's not your fault either. Though you can, no, I'm, I'm just, I know, but, but yeah. I'm just giving you a, a papal dispensation here. If you need to yell at somebody, you can yell at me. All
1: right. So, um, again, we are very, very sorry about that, uh, and we're hoping that this will be resolved literally any moment now. So, thank you for your patience. Um, and, and that's another thing you can stop emailing me about. I know, and I'm very, very sorry. Emailing me, I, I have no control or power over it. Uh, and uh, the technical people are working on this as we speak. I also want to let you know that uh, if you are thinking of buying property, whether as an investment or just because you might need a change of scenery, you know, Panama, you could be up to 10 times richer. It's not just the greatest song Van Halen ever did, which it is, and all other opinions are wrong. It's not just the greatest song Van Halen ever did Anymore. I see you already contemplating breaking in here, Todd. My advice to you would be don't. All right. So <laughs> I take such topics very, very seriously. Snip this in the bud. That's right. I could feel you. I could see it up or something working up. I could sense it out of my corner of my eye. I'm like, nope. Strike that down right now. Or I will send you all these emails telling you how much you're liked because I know that'll really annoy you. All right. So uh, in Panama, it is a high-income nation, and it also uses the U.S. dollar for its currency. It's just a couple of reasons why it is an increasingly popular place to go to retire or just to go live to get away from U.S. taxation and inflation. Uh, Right now, you could be worth up to 10 times more with your same value using the same currency in Panama than you are right now, and they also have the right three seasons. OK, so if you want to learn more and get the American's Guide to Living and Retiring in Panama, along with four videos, all for free, uh, check it out at buypanamanow.com slash Steve. That's buypanamanow.com slash Steve. All right, we have a jam-packed show here today. Um, we are going to play a little game for Fake News or Not later today because it'll be an excellent follow-up to a certain guest that we have later today. Hall of Famer Glenn Beck will be joining us at the top of the next hour to talk about his number one best-selling book, The Great Reset. We will afterwards play Fake News or Not. I have assembled a series of clips, and now you guys will judge them on this question, Will It Great Reset? Does this clip align with the narrative of The Great Reset or not? I love this. Okay. So we will do that for Fake News or Not coming up next hour right after we speak with Hall of Famer and now number one, again, best-selling author Glenn Beck. At the bottom of this hour for Pop Culture Tuesday, the folks over at Angel Studios, uh, they are the people that produced a little show you may have heard of called The Chosen. They just, they just concluded an astronomically successful fundraising mechanism to continue to produce more countercultural, wholesome entertainment uh, for your pop culture consumption. We'll talk to one of the mucky mucks over there about how they're doing that and why and what they're doing next. That's coming up at the bottom of this hour. But we begin, as we always do, with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away.
2: What happened while we were away brought to you by It's Either True or It's Not. Yesterday in Washington, D.C., Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin hosted another panel he called COVID-19 a second opinion. Senator Johnson hosted a number of speakers at his panel, including mRNA inventor Robert Malone, cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Aaron Curiardi, a physician at UC Irvine, Wisconsin physician Dr. Pierre Corey, Yale epidemiologist Dr. Harvey Risch, and many other healthcare professionals. The claims made by this panel are either true or they are not. We'll start with... These statements from Dr. Harvey Risch of Yale.
0: The Public Health UK has actually published a statement about this
3: in their week 42 uh, weekly report that showed that people who've had COVID and then get vaccinated have lower levels of anti nucleocapsid uh, antibodies.
0: And this means, and since the vaccines don't address the nucleocapsid antigens, they only address the spike, it means that they're doing something that's damaging the immune response in a more general way than just what they do with the spike. And this is empirical data that Public Health UK has published.
2: Dr. Aaron Cariotti of UC Irvine explained why doctors are so hesitant to write mask or vaccine exemptions for medical purposes.
1: Went out to all physicians from the medical board saying any physician in California who writes an inappropriate Exemption for masks or other COVID related measures will have his medical license subjected to investigation and disciplinary action. So, for a physician, just to help you to understand, this kind of uh, threat hanging over your head is worse than the threat of getting fired. If I get fired from a particular healthcare organization, I can go to another healthcare organization or go start a private practice. If I lose, My medical license, I cannot practice medicine.
2: Dr. Paul Merrick, a professor at Eastern Virginia Medical School, describes how remdesivir is killing people. If you
0: look at the four independent studies, including the large study by the WHO, it shows the opposite effect. Remdesivir increases the risk of death. Let me say that again. Remdesivir increases the risk of death by 3%. It increases your chances of renal failure
2: by 20%. This is a toxic drug. Dr. Peter McCullough compared U.S. hospitalization data to other countries around the world.
4: The CDC in the last few days said there's five more papers showing the vaccines, even with Omicron, are associated with the reduction in hospitalization. But it's only in U.S. hospitals. Not in South Africa, not right. in Germany, not in Denmark, not in the U.K., and not in Israel. Americans should be asking the question, why are the vaccines only working against hospitalization, but they don't work against binary occurrence of the respiratory illness or reduce spread? And they don't reduce mortality, but why do they only reduce hospitalization? And by the way, they reduce hospitalization in most studies in the United States by 85%. How does that happen? That is basically academic fraud.
2: Ohio attorney Thomas Renz says he has multiple Department of Defense whistleblowers providing internal data about the safety or lack thereof of the COVID therapeutic. All three have have given me this data. I have declarations from all three. This data is under penalty. uh, This is under penalty of perjury. We intend to submit this to the courts. Uh, We have substantial data showing that uh, we saw, for example, uh, miscarriages increased by 300% over
3: the five-year average, almost. Uh, we saw almost 300% increase in cancer over the five-year average. Cancer is not being talked about except for by Dr. Ryan Cole. Thank you, doctor. Uh, we saw, this one's amazing, neurological. So f- neurological issues which would affect our pilots, over 1,000% increase. A well, thousand. T- ten times. That's ten times the rate, and obviously that 83,000 per year,
2: I'm sorry, 82,000 per year to, to 863,000 in one year. All of those statements are either true or they're not. Moving on, the cast of The View says they're going to mask for Evs, yo.
5: I don't think we're to the post-mask part, because I think there's a prudence we've learned with the mask, the hand uh, hand sanitizing that, kind of like 9-11 with flying, is always going to be here now. There's a new normal. I may never ride a subway again without a mask.
2: White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was on The View recently, where she had this little Freudian slip.
3: This is an honor and a privilege, and I love working for President Obama, President Biden.
2: At the White House yesterday, Saki talked about the surge in crime in American cities.
3: Gun violence is a huge reason for the surge in crime. Uh, Underfunding of pol- some police departments and their need for additional resources.
2: Fox News' Peter Ducey asked a question to Joe Biden last night regarding inflation. Here's how Biden replied. That's a
6: great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch.
2: In other news, headline from Politico, presented by Lockheed Martin. Saki, Russia, could at any point launch an attack in Ukraine. Last week, Mars Incorporated announced they are doing a woke rebranding of their M&M Candies characters, saying they're going to be more diverse and inclusive. In completely unrelated news, Mars Incorporated is facing a child slavery lawsuit. The lawsuit alleges Mars, Nestle, and Hershey used child slavery in the Ivory Coast to make their chocolate. A progressive Oklahoma lawmaker is proposing a policy conservatives actually agree with to own conservatives. Oklahoma State Representative Forrest Bennett tweeted over the weekend, quote, this week I filed House Bill 3129, which codifies that a father's financial responsibility to his baby and their mom begins at conception. If Oklahoma is going to restrict a woman's right to choose, we sure better make sure the man involved can't just walk away from his responsibility. In Iowa, Governor Kim Reynolds did an interview with KCCI-TV recently when a reporter characterized the fight against pornographic books in school as a, quote, conspiracy theory. Here's how Reynolds responded.
4: Your colleague, Senate President Jake Chapman, I want to read this question just so I don't get the, uh, the comments he said uh, mixed up. Said, quote, the media had a, quote, sinister agenda to normalize, and, and these were his words, sexually deviant behavior, including pedophilia, seemingly pushed a a conspiracy theory on the Senate floor. Do do you support those comments?
5: I have actually a piece of paper right here that has an excerpt uh, from one of those books. I'd be happy to read it, and then maybe your listeners can decide if they feel whether it's appropriate or not. Would you like me to read it? Uh, Sure. Okay. You told me to take my pajamas, my pajama pants, which I said to take off my pajama pants, which I told you Uh, which I did, you then took off your shorts, followed by your boxers. There you stood in front of me, fully erected, and said, taste it. At first, I laughed and refused, but then you said, come on, Matt, taste it. This is what boys like us do when we like each other. I finally listened to you. The whole time I knew it was wrong, not because I was having sexual intercourse with a guy, but that you were my family. I only did that for about 45 seconds before you had me stop. Then you got down on your hands and knees and told me to close my eyes, sure and nice. that's when you began oral sex on me as well. So. I don't know. If parents feel that that is appropriate for children in K-12 education, then I think that's a, ch- that's a decision for parents to make. But I don't believe that those kinds of books should be available to children.
2: And that's what happened? Well, we were away.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. That. Yeah. Poor I mean, KCCI I just, reporter. <laughs> <laughs> that, folks. <laughs> shoving it down. I, I have known this woman for a long time. This, let me rephrase that. I used to know this woman, okay? I knew a different woman. Her name was Kim Reynolds. Okay. I I watched her, I covered her in our state legislature. Um, I watched her get handpicked by the party establishment to be a lieutenant governor, uh, because they thought that they were gonna have basically hey, we gotta get our own Sarah Palin, but they thought they were gonna get one that was completely and totally compliant to them, but just happened to be female. And that that's why they did it. Um, she had a largely unremarkable career in the state senate. Okay. And I I don't even know what to say, okay? I mean, I'm just completely blown away by the governor she has become. I I did not see it coming. And a a, a very good friend of mine is also a very good friend of hers. And he had told me before um right before she was about to assume office when the the rumors were pretty rampant that her predecessor Terry Branstad, who's a complete and total puke, a puke, I think Mike DeWine, yeah, yes, and but worse, yep. Um, DeWine will at least sign your pro life bill <laughs> uh, after denying your God given rights. Okay, Our, he would not have even done that. All right, um, and this mutual friend of ours was adamant to me. I was wrong about this. The woman's had a, a, a spiritual awakening and Hey, I had one. He said, you had one in late in life. You were well in, you were 30 years old, you know, give this thing a chance. I'm like, you know how many times I've heard that. Do you know how many times I have? Mean, I've heard that. I heard that about every single Republican presidential nominee. I questioned every single one, McCain, Romney, all of them. Same thing. Okay. How, how many times I've heard that and it never has turned out to be true right Mm -hmm. so forgive me if I played the odds on this one and thought yeah I get it yeah right I am absolutely blown away I mean I just it's the only politician I mean yeah okay I'll, I'll say I was half wrong about Trump Because there's two Trump presidencies. There's the Trump presidency before COVID-19 when I was completely wrong about Trump. And then there's the presidency post-COVID-19 when sadly everything I ever feared would happen if he got into office actually took place. Okay? So I'll give myself a half F for that. All right? Um, This one, I just did not see it coming. This woman is incredible. She has done a phenomenal job. I mean, a phenomenal job. And just to pull that out on them, and read that to them on the air is, I mean, if we weren't, if I didn't have a short plug right here with my ISB, I'd, I'd be Wayne and Garth right now. We're not yeah. worthy level stuff. mean, we're getting into the territory of like things we would do if like we were governor stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like what we, we, what kind of policies would we do that this, this is after she proposed scrapping our state income tax and going to a flat tax just a few days ago too. I mean- what would we do if we were in charge and not just like policy wise but like how would we use that bully pulpit just to take it out and well bully people with it right i i just i can't say enough good things about the job that she has done here well, i can't
7: because she knows the the winds are in favor in uh, certainly in Iowa yes. take, but Jake Chapman one of our uh, uh representatives here he's leading point on this and he's taken all kinds of fire she could have t- tactically just let him do that and then massage she didn't have to own the story just let him run run with it she's not that's not easy for her like reading it, it you could tell it was very uncomfortable but she said oh when he brought this up and about jake chapman said you want to get nuts Let's get nuts. I'm the general of this state. I'm going to the front lines. I'm not sitting in the back while other people die. We are fighting this fight. I am its leader. I am a woman. I'm tired what I'm seeing to our girls and our women in this state. I am the bottom line on this. God bless you, Governor Reynolds.
1: How rare is it to watch a GOP leader? What's that? Exactly. Do what you just said. Which said, oh, by the way, well, with all due respect to Senator Chapman, uh, you know, um, he's the drum major in the core. I am the bleeping general here. Yes. So let's come off the top rope. Yes. And, and let's let's, as you say, you want to get nuts. Let's let's dance with the devil here in the pale let's moonlight. Let's find. Let's find out. out exactly. Most we're so used to them undercutting us when the heat comes on or the snotty question arrives from the pissant, metrosexual metrosexual uh, journal uh, mm. fake journalist who got who's the kid that you swirled in high school. All right. That we're so used to them kneecapping us. I don't even know. I'm I'm just flabbergasted that she was like, all right, uh, thanks, Jake. We'll take it from here. The adults are arrived." Well, t- no, Well, due respect to Jake. I'm, I'm just, yeah. But, hey, we got this one. Thanks, man. Appreciate the groundwork you did. We're going to take this one, though, next level. Thank you. We're just not used to seeing that. As someone who spent an entire year trying to penetrate the Trump White House with friends of mine to save a presidency I didn't originally vote for, all right, from the decisions it was making... I just, I'm just not used to seeing that, okay? It, 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 to me, that's even more rare than what DeSantis has done because he's the guy that's actually, the, he, he's both the, the drum major and the general in this cadet corps. It's like, he's like a one-man army, force of nature, and the rest of the party down there just kind of has to go along with it because he's so damn popular. That's, as hard as that is, that's, that's less rare than this. To see a GOP leader not cap their base in public, but actually then take it next level to, what, to the case on a controversial issue their base was trying to make. I don't know that I've seen that in my career. I'll have to think about that. I wanna get into what happened with Ron Johnson's Senate forum yesterday. Uh, before I do, uh, just a reminder uh, shocking fact the average American only has about one week's worth of food at home right now. Are you ready? For when the next time it couldn't happen here, happens here. All right? So, um, I mean, are you paying attention to the fact that if you are an illegal alien that comes across the border with COVID, you're welcome in. But if you are illegally driving here as a trucker from another country and refuse to get a jab that no longer works, that's carrying precious supplies for our supply chain, you are not. Right? Who knows the next time it couldn't happen here happens. It might be food. Make sure your family is prepped and ready. 2,000 calories a day with their four-week emergency food kit. That's breakfast, lunch, dinner, even snacks. Uh, It stays good for up to 25 years with proper storage. And you can save $50 right now when you go to preparewithdace.com. Place your order today with preparewithdace.com. Again, (laughs) preparewithdace.com. I love the way, Aaron, you framed that. This, this, this information in, that was in Senator Johnson's forum is true or it is not. Let's, get, let's take this to the next level. We ought to begin a campaign for Ron Johnson for next Republican Senate leader, or he should be censored and impeached and removed from the U.S. Senate. Either, either he is, he is either he's a bleeping hero here, Allowing his Senate platform to essentially uh, give you a modern day diary of Anne Frank before we get to the tragic ending. That we could actually avert it. He's either doing that or this is dangerous misinformation that will cost people their lives. It is nothing in between. It is nothing in between. Senator Johnson is either doing the political version of Bronze Star. kind level of bravery on the political battlefield. Or he's a kook, but it is nothing in between. Aaron is exactly right. It's either true or it's not. Now, let me go even further with what attorney Thomas Renz shared yesterday. Thomas Renz got his information from three whistleblowers within the US military. Our colleague Daniel Horowitz has identified who one of these three whistleblowers happens to be. His name is Lieutenant Colonel Chambers. Who is he? He is the only, he's one of the only Green Beret doctors in the entire military. He is one of the only Green Beret doctors in the entire military. He is one of the only Green Beret doctors in the entire military. He is one of the only Green Beret doctors in the entire military. Are the Green Berets known as an elite outfit within our military structure?
2: Just a little bit.
1: And he is one of the only doctors among their ranks. Lieutenant Colonel Chambers. Daniel says that that the information that Lieutenant Chambers and two other whistleblowers within the military gave to Thomas Reds includes this information. Are you ready for this? Cancer diagnoses within the military's DMED system went from a five-year average in 2016 to 2020 of 38700 per year to 114,645 in just the first 11 months of 2021. Keep in mind, this is a young, predominantly young and healthy, the, the, the epitome of health population. Let me repeat that. According to our colleague Daniel Horowitz, Lieutenant Colonel Chambers and two other whistleblowers within the military told attorney Thomas Renz, who testified before Senator Johnson's committee yesterday, that five year cancer diagnoses within the military's medical monitoring system increased from a five year average of 38,700 from 2016 to 2020 to 114,645 in the first 11 months of 2021 again that information is true or it is not i'm reminded of the conversation we had about our friend emerald robinson formerly of newsmax and mm-hmm. what she was claiming these whether these monitors or trackers or substances were included within the the metric or the framework of these jabs or not or at the very least were mentioned within their patent materials. Either that, those terms are in the patent materials, or they are not. They might not be. Maybe she lied. They might not be. Was but was nobody at Newsmax curious to know? Was See, nobody? Did nobody there want to know? CNN
7: is putting together a misinformation team, Steve. They'll get to the bottom of it sooner or later.
1: Similarly, this stuff's either true or it's not. Either Thomas Wren should be disbarred, or not. Either Ron Johnson should be removed from office for spreading dangerous levels of deadly misinformation during a pandemic or not.
7: And a Green Beret should be dishonorably discharged.
1: Or not. Or not. There is no in between. Contact your senator. I don't care who they are, I don't care if their names are Rand Paul and Ted Cruz. Ask them these questions. These things are true or they're not. Wouldn't you like to know? Don't we deserve to know? They might not be true. But wouldn't you like to know? Don't you think you deserve to know? Gentlemen, your thoughts.
7: Stop vaccinating immediately. After those numbers, that's all I got. And that's all you need to know.
2: I've been reliably informed recently that uh, vaccination was the way to go all the way along. I I just, to say that with such confidence, if you are one of the people who believe that, mass vaccination we're talking about, to say that with with such confidence, it just stretches, what's the term? It it strains incredulity, I believe. I, I just, I cannot believe People would fall for this. And I don't know if it says more about me or more about the culture and microcultures around us, that I continue to be simultaneously unsurprised and deeply surprised by the depths to which people will sink out of ignorance, out of fear, out of panic, out of power, out of greed. But we're we're witnessing Romans one. We're still witnessing Romans one in real time here. That's what this. That's what this tells me. It's not fundamentally a public policy issue. It is still fundamentally a spiritual one.
1: Yes, it is. More in a moment. Our friends over at ScoreMaster urge you to practice the three-week rule when it comes to financing. Uh, As in, uh, if you want to buy that new car, if you want to refi or buy a new home, uh, any other kind of major purchase that you think you need to uh, finance, wait three weeks. Why? Because that is how long it takes the average ScoreMaster user to boost your score by an average of about 60 points. And that can make a huge difference. That can make a difference in whether or not you get approved. For that financing and then even if you can get approved with your current uh, rate uh, what kind of terms interest rate can i qualify for all right so scoremaster it's so easy to use i used it i used it last year uh, to help uh, get my score to a point that I could get a ridiculously obscenely low interest rate when we refinanced our home last fall. If you want to try Scoremaster for free and see how many plus points that you can add to your score, go to scoremaster.com Steve right now. They lay it all out for you so clearly so that you know exactly why. I mean, they'll tell you your score. If you got a credit card, you can get the Capital One app. They'll give you your credit score. They'll tell you the score. But do you know why you have that score? Exactly why. Uh, They do that at ScoreMaster. And then they'll show you exactly how to get to the score that you want. ScoreMaster.com slash Steve. Once again, that's ScoreMaster.com slash Steve. Let's get to Pop Culture Tuesday, where each week uh, on the program, on a Tuesday, we look at the intersection between what is happening or trending in pop culture and conservatism. And uh, we are joined today by Neil Harmon. He is the founder and CEO of Angel Studios. And we want to welcome him to Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Neil, my name is Steve Dace. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thanks for joining us.
4: Thanks for having me on, Steve.
1: So one, one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you guys uh, is because audiences like mine, uh, you know, they, they're clamoring for alternatives from an entertainment perspective, from a storytelling perspective. Uh, and, and you guys stood up several years ago and answered that challenge. And now I was reading a, a, a press release just a few days ago from a funding perspective. You guys are about to take this to an entirely new level Tell us about kind of your mission, who you are, and then about what this next level looks like.
4: Yeah, you bet. So Angel Studios is about this direct connection between audiences and the artists, between creators and their community. And Angel really means ownership. We named the company after the people who back the media projects that are on our platform. So a good example is The Chosen. It was funded by over 19,000 people who own that show, and they made it possible to make season one of The Chosen, which now has reached over 300 million views. And uh, and so this is this this direct connection between the audience and the creator we feel like is critical to changing the way that media works, so that media serves the needs of everybody who's outside of the Hollywood bubble.
1: Where did you come up with this as a concept?
4: That's a great question, Steve. So this started, the idea started in 2013 when we said, we, if we created a product that would allow us to watch popular movies and TV shows with our children, mm-hmm. um, but skip over a few of the things that we found offensive or that we didn't want our kids repeating in the home, if we created this product, then we would attract a large audience of people who want a different kind of media. And and once we attracted that large audience of people, then we would also be able to distribute content to these people better than Hollywood could do. And so that product was called VidAngel. And we started that in 2013 and Disney sued us in 2016. And during the lawsuit, we said to our customers, "We are we. Dis, there's no one who's ever survived a lawsuit like this with Disney that we know of, and uh, we don't know how we're going to get through this. Who would like to invest in our company to, so we can survive this?" And our customers invested over ten million dollars in five days. Which wow! Just blew our, blew our minds right in the middle of a lawsuit. So this is how badly people wanted us to solve the problem we were solving for society, and um, and. The 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 night after we closed that round, one of the co-founders of Angel, Daniel, he he called me and he said, "Hey, what if we took this crowdfunding idea and we applied it to TV shows or movies, because they're really big startup companies themselves, and 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 if the audience funded these these projects, then then we'd solve this chicken and an egg problem in the distribution world, which is." Hollywood owns the distribution. And so they're the ones who are able to get the financing to do a really high quality project. And, um, but the people want different projects than what Hollywood's creating. And so if we let the people fund the project and own the project, then we solve the problem of creating really great content. And then we can go and acquire the distribution after having the really great content. So that's where the idea kind of evolved, it evolved from VidAngel angel to this idea of crowdfunded in their entertainment, which, more recently, has become very hot. Um, Web three is the, the, all the rage today. But we started this process of the people owning um, long before Web three even got coined.
1: <clears throat> well, speaking of the word coined, what you guys did here is you Bitcoined the entertainment industry. You came up with a peer to peer exchange of assets or, or revenue. Now, unlike a Bitcoin, there's no market cap. Obviously, it's just however much money people are willing to give, and then that kind of determines what our our budget is for producing that content, right? But um, so it's a fungible asset in this case. But that's what you created here was a was a peer-to-peer exchange of 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 revenue for content in order to get around uh, a corrupted system. I mean, that's the entire uh, mission yep. really behind what started a cryptocurrency movement, right?
4: That's right. That's right. We, we what we did was we created what distributed uh, crypto, uh, cryptographic technologies are doing um, to get around the state. We just used the tools that were within the state to do the same thing um, for media, and and it's working. There's something magic that happens when people back these shows. So we we've, we've got a number of shows that have already come out, and our success rates. We have yet to see a show make it through the jury process make it through the funding process and that the final result isn't so compelling that it's that it's a successful show and so um in hollywood 80 percent of the shows that they release to the theaters are are failed they don't even achieve break even Mm -hmm. and um and we're seeing we're seeing the inversion of this of these terrible statistics because this model is where the people get to decide they're smarter than the, than the executives in Hollywood and the people get to win when the shows are successful because they own the shows. And uh, it's really exciting what's happening.
1: The other thing you've done here, too, is, I mean, ultimately, you can sometimes catch lightning in a bottle. Um, if, if everybody is, uh, if, if everyone's very talented who's working on a project with uh, a pedestrian budget. I mean, we've seen examples of this. I mean, we've seen examples of this in, in in mainstream Hollywood. I mean, the Blair Witch Project was made by two mm-hmm. film students yep. on a 90s camcorder for about 10 grand. The movie made $300 million, right? So, I mean, right, th- th- right. It, it, this can happen, but your margin for error with the more revenue you have, the more just the more days you can spend shooting, retaking something to make sure you have exactly the look that you want, the quality of personnel that you can hire in order to produce that content, Obviously, there is no, as we as we say in the broadcasting business, there's no problem that revenue can't solve. So the more revenue you have, the 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 higher the margin for error here, uh, or the lower the margin for error here, because you've got so much more assets available to make sure you're producing high quality content. And to me, that really comes across when you watch the Chosen. That this this does not look like something from a from a production level standpoint that we are used to seeing, in fact, in my opinion, I think it surpasses what uh, Mark Burnett and Roma Downey did uh, several years ago with the Bible. I I just think it's, it's a, it's it's a different level of production than we are used to seeing the kinds of craftsmanship with this kind of content.
4: I agree. And honestly, they have a better production budget than most independents have ever had. And so they're able to do more, but they're doing a lot with very little. And, um, I think the best analogy is, is I, there's this street in my neighborhood that used to have all burnt lawns and run down shutters and it was all rented. And then little families started coming into the neighborhood and they started buying these homes. And, and over the last decade, this neighborhood has completely transformed. And those families do a lot with very little to make their homes look beautiful. And that's what that's what happened with The Chosen is that these 19000 people, they put everything that they had into investing in this show and then the creators, Dallas Jenkins and and all of the actors and the producers and and everybody involved in that project, they knew they were answering to their audience. They weren't they weren't answering to some big studio that just cut them a check and doesn't have feelings. They were mm-hmm. answering to the very people who they wanted to serve with this message. And so there's something different about the content that's coming through Angel Studios. You watch it with Tuttle Twins. You watch it with Wingfeather, Feather, with Drybar. There's there's just this edge and I think that edge of quality that comes is because the creators and their community are both owners in this process. They're not renters.
1: I would imagine everybody and their mom right now uh, who's either been to church recently or thought about going and views themselves as some kind of a content creator is pinging you guys right now with with the success of these endeavors and the news of, of your future financial uh, success as well. How do you how do you make sure? I mean, I'm someone that I, when I was before I came here and I was on terrestrial radio, I'd have radio syndicators put me on a Christian radio station. I'd have radio syndicators put me on a conservative talk station. And I remember one time I had a guy who owned a, a chain of stations in Louisiana. I think it was at a convention, and he asked mm-hmm. me, he goes, "Should I put you on my Christian stations or my conservative stations? And are you a Christian show or a conservative show?" And I said, "Is it a good? Do you think it's a good show?" <laughs> and he said, Well, I think it's a really good show. That's why I'm thinking about it. I said, then I think if you think it's a really good show, you should put it where it's got the best chance to reach the widest audience, right? So yeah. how do we make how do you make sure that the content is still good? Because it it's not good because it's meaningful. Or it's not meaningful, therefore it's good. It's good, therefore it's meaningful. So how do you make sure that the content is still good?
4: Oh, that's a really important question, Steve. So the way that angel does this again, angels named after the people who back these projects and make them possible. We have a randomly selected jury that every time a creator comes to angel and says, I want to do something. We say you need to bring your torch and your torch is a pilot or a short film that shows the vision of what you're trying to do. A proof of
1: concept, right? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Proof of concept, bring your torch. And then we'll take a randomly selected group of people that's statistically significant from, from the audience. There, we have tens of millions of people and we will have these people review this show. And they'll answer a couple of questions. One question that they'll answer is, does this amplify light? Um, and that's our North Star as a studio. We feel like there's enough, you know, dark and, and uh, cynical content out in the world that we want to just put a little more light out in the world. Mm-hmm. And so. The community decides whether something amplifies light. And the second question is, is um, how disappointed would you be if this show was never made? And the answer could be very disappointed, disappointed or not disappointed at all.
6: Hmm.
4: And the answers to these questions determine whether or not they get to go before the audience to crowdfund. And it's about one in 20 to one in 40 right now that make it through that process, Hmm. The good, the good news is, if somebody wants to do this, is that they can also get feedback from this jury system on the content, and and um, and that question about whether or not they'd be disappointed if it was never made really weeds out the quality of the content. And if they don't, if there's not enough people answering, very disappointed, then then the the, the show just isn't high enough quality. And if the people say that it's you know, if it's a dark show and it doesn't amplify light, then it doesn't really match our North star. So it's a high bar to, to, to cross but it. It ensures that the content that, that, um, angel, uh, backs and that the audiences back on, on angel, um, is high quality and that it amplifies light.
1: The other thing your jury system does, Neil, is it, uh, prevents your, 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 your mechanism from getting corrupted from becoming where you're like the U S or like the FDA where you're really just uh, the the FTA brought to you by Pfizer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so instead of just having you and a few of your, your people who built the business, and then ultimately you develop contacts and start looking at what those vested interest and business interests are. Uh, and that's what brings light is what matches up with those interests. Don't even tempt that fate, just democratize that process from the beginning. So we're not sitting here as the ultimate gatekeepers. That speaks well of you guys. That's well done.
4: Thank you very much, Steve. It's very important to us. And, and uh while we feel like we founders have like like we're doing this for our children our grandchildren and we would make good choices we recognize that um 100 years of hollywood have shown that when 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 shows become popular and the amount of influence that a particular studio has increases the chances for it to become corrupted go up Mm -hmm. and uh if we keep that control within the hands of the people then we think that the studio will outlast the founders.
1: Last thing, Neil, people want to learn more about you guys. Maybe they want to support and become one of those angel investors. How can they do that?
4: Angel.com. We'd be happy to have you come join and and be part of stories that matter.
1: Great thing you guys are doing. Really appreciate it. And uh, thanks again. We'll have you back sometime. Okay, God bless.
4: God bless you too.
1: All right. Thoughts on that conversation we just had with uh, with Neil Harmon over at Angel Studios for Pop Culture Tuesday. To me, that last bit about democratizing the process for how we accept content, that's how you maintain the integrity of your original mission and not get corrupted and become a cautionary tale later on.
7: As with a lot of people, though, oftentimes it's words and the follow-through isn't there, at least in terms of the chosen. It's clear that their mission statements are being lived out because the complexity and the originality of the storylines within the chosen line overlapping Uh, lives that you just didn't you know you've read the bible but they're just so bright and creative in the way they bring it to life in that way like you've read that same passage five times with that sixth time it just comes alive to you they're doing that with the chosen because they aren't just letting these be words on a page they are making sure they live up to them
2: i just I, i can't believe that um i've i've not heard more about this to this point and i think that's probably on purpose going back to the the beginning of uh, that interview and the lawsuit with Disney, you know, um, you know part of me says, sure, that might have been a business decision from Disney. But I think anytime you challenge the power structures, I know, anytime you challenge the power structures of the spirit of the age, Hollywood is one of those. Anytime you do that, you're going to be met with max resistance. And there probably will come another day when When Angel will um, will have to go through another trial like this, but kudos to them to taking it on in such a holistic, such a holistic, and um, incredible, incredibly quality way.
1: When we come back, the author of the number one book in America right now and our colleague Glenn Beck will join us. Stay tuned. And We are back with hour two live and on demand here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzen, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox, which you can access by emailing the program Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D E A C E. You can also follow us on Twitter like, at Steve Dace Show, like us on Facebook. But we would prefer that more and more of you would actually start going to places that aren't trying to censor us. Like MeWe, Parler, Gab, and Getter. You can look for my name at each of those places. You can also look for clips of the show that are free of censorship and free to watch, including yesterday's breakdown on Fauciism, the final verdict. Looking at the data, we put that out as a separate video for you at rumble.com slash stevedayshow. That's rumble.com slash stevedayshow. And now you can share that, hopefully, with as many people uh, as possible because more people need to see that data. All right. Um, also, can I tell you a little story here before we uh, get on with the rest of the show? Yeah. So our PR team here over at The Blaze has been trying to get a native uh, copy of the video of my appearance with Tucker Carlson on Friday. Okay. And we finally got Fox News's. Um, team to respond back, and they sent us a link to uh, the entire uh, episode on Friday that Fox News posted. Except, guys, it isn't the entire episode. Fox News posted the entire episode, apparently. This is the email I got from our PR team right before we went on the show, so I've not had a chance to check it myself, but... Apparently, the link is to the entire episode except for one segment. Can you guess which segment was left out?
7: I'd bet the house on it. Huh? I'd bet the house on which segment was which left out. Which one do you
1: think it was? Yours. Every segment but mine. The Blacklist is not just a show on NBC, apparently. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Thank you. I I just have to take that as the highest compliment. Okay? I mean, considering some of the rabbit trails that Tucker has been willing to go down on oh, that yeah. show, All right. considering some of the shibboleths of the damned he has been willing to skewer on that show, the sacred cows that he has slain on that show, and it's this little old me from Des Moines, Iowa, my segment's the one. You guys have to make sure... Doesn't see the light of day after it airs live in front of millions of people. I, you know what, man. I don't know what else to say other than thank you. That, that that's a tremendous amount of affirmation that uh, the spirit of the age uh, has has thrown my way. You so. just
7: didn't get by the Pfizer sensors.
1: That's it. Let Let me throw some affirmation as well at uh, our friends over at Built Bar, because during the break I took my Built Bar break, and. I got reunited, I don't think I've ever shared this, with the the flavor that actually got me sold on this. Yeah, I've told you the story before, a sports podcast I listened to covering the Wolverines, was pimping these protein bars as the greatest thing ever during lockdowns, and I'm like, there's no way they're that good. I bought a box out of spite, all right, because I'm just that kind of guy. I'm like, holy crap, I cannot believe these things are this good. The first flavor I tried was Mitt Brownie which is a staple of the original variety box over at Bilt Bar. I hadn't had one in, oh gosh, well over a year probably. I just had another. What are you laughing about over there?
7: Because journey faithfully came into my head when you (laughs) said, I get the
1: joy of rediscovering you. Into the midnight sun. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Uh, But I have rediscovered how good mint brownie truly is, and it is Truly great. And that was like one of the very first flavors that ever launched this thing. They've come up with so many other great flavors since. All of them covered in real chocolate. All of them loaded with flavor. They are, they are They taste like or even better than a lot of the candy bars that are out there. Try them today. Loaded with protein, not loaded with sugars, carbs, and calories. You'll think it's too good to be true. I know I did until I tried it myself. Built.com. B-U-I-L-T is where you can go for built.com to try built bar and use my last name dace as your promo code to get 15% off promo code dace at d e a c e promo code dace for built.com to try built bar or try it again today for 15% off promo code dace at built.com we are joined now by well he's a radio hall of famer he is now yet again a number one best selling author <laughs> But really, he's also an amateur painter, and he has a wonderful singing voice. Uh, Our colleague, Glenn Beck, joins us here on the show. How are you, my friend?
0: I'm good, Steve. How are you? Uh, I'm better than I deserve. Yes. After that comment, I don't know what you deserve. (laughs) Well, first of
1: all, congratulations on the success of the new book uh, titled Mm, The Great Reset. Uh, and and we're really talking about and and I love the fact that the subtitle brings back a word that has been misused a lot the last few years, and that's fascism. Uh, Joe Biden and the rise of 21st century fascism, the traditional definition that we were taught growing up, an alliance Mm. of elites in the public and private sector who conspire together to uh, have an authoritarian control over the masses. That's the traditional definition. It, it, It kind of in the Trump years, it morphed into we we beat up Trump supporters on video and then call them the they're bleeding in the streets and we call them yeah. the fascists. But this really right. is the traditional definition of fascism, Glenn.
0: So, um, Steve, the in the the book never mentions the Nazis or Benito Mussolini, um, because you don't need the you don't. That's what everybody does. Oh, you're they're Nazis. No fascism was loved by the progressives loved even after it was discredited they still loved the idea of fascism it's not communism it's not marxism it's fascism and it is uh the government it's pretty much in many ways what China is doing economically. Mm-hmm. The state doesn't own the businesses, but the state tells those businesses what to do. And if you don't do it, all of a sudden you find yourself in jail or or uh, somebody who is not allowed to leave home anymore, you will fall in line. Uh, otherwise you lose everything you have and they'll just replace you with somebody else. This is fascism and just the chapter on modern monetary theory, should show you how fascistic this is. And it is everywhere, Steve. It is everywhere. I started talking about this a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, and I really didn't know my butt from my elbow in many ways. I was still trying to figure it out. Uh, But it has made many of us wrong on what we're really fighting. We think we're fighting socialists. We think we're fighting Marxists. This is not run by Marxists. Those guys are being used by the elites and uh you better make sure that the cage is all tight on every single american when they find out because this is going to piss off everyone except for the global elites
1: it doesn't even seem like they're even hiding this i, I remember an interview that warren buffett did with uh, his business partner uh last year and his business mm-hmm. partner openly said that he wished we had more of a china style of a of a system uh we they've just been, had they've been st- They've been saying that forever. I right.
0: mean, I know people who are, you know, do business in China and they've all said for a, at least two decades, China's the new model. And I've always been, well, no, I, uh, uh-uh, I don't, that's a bad idea, but they have always believed and they've been open about it.
1: Yeah. The, uh, one of the owners of the Golden State Warriors, his comment uh, on what was going mm-hmm. on with, uh. Uh, the Muslims mm-hmm. in China last week at the, at the I think it was the World Economic Forum last week. One mm-hmm. of the female speakers said that we've never been more unified uh, together, uh, but uh, the masses of people have probably never been more distrusting of us at the exact same time. Uh, so a, a kind of a, a frightening level of self-awareness there. Mm-hmm. Do, do they. In fact, no. let's go back a step. What is it about China? That they want to emulate. And and my theory has always been that the Shycoms cracked the code, Glenn, that they figured out if we give the masses a certain level of comfort and access to modernity, then they will be complacent and um, in, in, in their compliance to our authoritarianism. Because we're not denying them the basic a lot, all of the basic accoutrements of daily modern life like a North Korea does, and this is why until Hong Kong prior to COVID they had gone since Tiananmen Square without really any serious systemic level of societal upheaval. That they figured out that if you give us enough creature comforts, we'll roll over and uh, just on, on your command. Is that what they love about the Chinese system that they figured out they cracked the authoritarian code, or is it something so- else? I think that, I mean, the. Uh, I've got a book right here, uh, the
0: When the War Ends. This was written by Stuart Chase, 1942. And in it, it talks about a new system that the government of the United States is going to have to uh, build, uh, and it's called System X. It is the Great Reset. They wanted to do this for a very long time because they do believe in a bureaucratic system that doesn't have to wait for people to vote for, you know, and they don't trust the market and people are too stupid. So we'll just get a bunch of experts together and we can run things much better. It is quite honestly, Satan's plan. I, I believe it is, uh, you know, uh, Satan said, let them all go down. And then I I'll bring them all back home. Dad, uh, you know, just give me the credit for it. And, uh, I'm not going to give them choice. Well, we rejected that. I don't think that's a really good idea. That's what they love. Um, And they also love now that China has really done social credit. They love the fact that now with a, a US digital dollar that is on the rise and is coming, read about it from the Fed and the Treasury, they are going to do it. A digital dollar, social media, all of the technology of monitoring that we have they now think they can control inflation production uh spending they can control you if you are speaking out against the government well then you just don't get to go here here and here or you lose this amount of money in your bank account they have total control which allows them they think to build their utopia
1: aside from the modern trappings the the nuts and bolts, the core of what you just described, has been ascribed to by, by other types of totalitarians or fascists or, or or iterations of this, numerous times throughout human history. It never ends peaceably. Now no. we have a we have a a system of government here uh, via federalism where you to have a Ron DeSantis practice like a militant form of interposition mm-hmm. on behalf of his people. We have. Um, A certain level, we have the Second Amendment, we have a certain spiritual formation that still exists in our country. It's diluted, but it's still more than Mm -hmm. exists anywhere else. In other words, do we have advantages here that haven't existed elsewhere historically when things like this have been attempted? That can potentially get us to not repeat how history shows this sort of revelation usually ends.
0: I would say, Steve... A 100% yes, had we not just gone through a COVID and seen how everybody's just like, yeah, I'm for the government doing that. Um, uh, We've lost so much of our understanding. And this is not going to come without a real financial crisis. The next financial crisis that hits, that's when this is all going to be implemented. It already is there But if you can push back right now and wake people up, we can stop it. Once people are hungry and scared, they're going to go for all of this. Yeah, once they're Weimar
1: Republic, they'll they'll go for anything, in other words. Correct.
0: Exactly right. Um, And so that is the race that we are up against. However, with that being said, I don't think it's just America. I mean, you look over in Europe. They've had more protests about COVID than we have. Mm -hmm. There is this... Understanding and it—it it is why the elites missed Brexit so badly. They don't understand what people are saying. People don't have a problem with, uh, you know, hey, say the Swiss are great, even though you're Irish. They don't have a problem with that. What they have a problem with is saying I'm Irish and I'm proud to be Irish. That doesn't make me hate anybody else. I just like it. I like our culture. I think our culture is different and special. They've been pushing us and pushing us and pushing us to deny who we are, to deny our heritage all over the West mm-hmm. and then control it. People don't like that. So uh, it, even if they build the strongest cages, you it is never going to be a, um, a pleasant place for either side. Uh, because you're you're not going to be able to... You can't
1: put freedom back into a bottle easily. Let's Let's get really radical for a second, Glenn. So okay. <laughs> it, it's been almost exactly a year since the last time you were on the show. And yeah. I was actually down in Dallas. And we had you on the on the Dace Group. And we, you know, which is our complete uh, rip-off of the old McLaughlin Group show. And at the end, everybody gives a prediction. Right. And... You stunned all of us by just blurting out your prediction. Todd's over here like, that still just blew my mind when he did this. You blurted out your prediction of when Christ will return, okay? (laughs) This Mm -hmm. past summer, watching these machinations being put into place that you're talking about, Normally in the summertime, I'm I'm watching old college football games on YouTube because I can't wait for football season to start. I found myself watching end times videos on YouTube by myself <laughs> in the basement this summer. And and, and 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 I have said this to the audience, and you tell me if I'm too nuts, okay? To me, the the lowest stakes we're playing for right now is the end of Western civilization. That's the lowest stakes. And yes. I think it's potential you're watching an end times end of days level event playing out. In front of us, because there's never been a point in time in human history where you could create a trans. And there's been attempts at global totalitarian fascist hegemony from a native like country, this. but not it's from not a this. global cachet that transcends this, borders and elections. It's never it's never existed before. Am this, I nuts?
0: No, this fulfills everything that we all thought wasn't possible when we were growing up and we were hearing about end times Mm -hmm. this is complete control of money complete control of movement uh complete their own people wrote a uh an article let's see if i have it um they wrote an article about you know how great this is going to be i put it in the book i can't remember where it is um, but uh, one of their one of their own people was was asked to write a an op ed piece for the newspapers on what life is going to be like in 2030. And so he says, "Hey, we've got everything is free. Food is free. Housing is free. Clothing is free. Um, however, uh, everything I do, every everywhere I go, everything I think, and everything I even dream." Is recorded somewhere. Mm. I just hope it's not used against me. But other than that, everything is great. That's their own selling point. This is going to be so invasive that everything, everything about you, everything you think or dream is going to be known. This is evil. I don't say that in the book because, you know, if you don't believe in these things, that's fine. You should just know it's evil, like Hitler was evil, Stalin was evil, um, you know, China is evil. Whenever you're taking people's rights and you're taking people's right to choose their own destiny, when you take that away, you are acting in an anti-Christ sort of way. But I'm telling you, Steve, as I look at this, I really truly believe, you know, everybody always says, oh, Jesus is coming, you know. Everybody, we've said it for 2,000 years. I don't know when he's coming. But I will tell you, when he comes, the one world government, one world religion, which I don't get into on this, but we have it. It's now being celebrated in the uh, Cathedral of Notre Dame in, in Paris. It's part of this. And this is exactly what it's going to look like when it comes.
1: Let's assume it's not an end times level event. But we're certainly playing for not cosmic stakes, but the largest cultural stakes maybe in the history of Western civilization, that the true end history of of history. What's the path out? The history
0: of all mankind. We are going to lose freedom of all mankind all over the globe. The way out is first educating yourself. And you cannot go that, you know, I have, what, 50 pages of fine print footnotes in this. Um, You can't go to just a website and look at it. Don't even take my word for it. Look these footnotes up. Everything we have in this book comes directly from them at the World Economic Forum and our own federal government or governments around the world. So it's important that you educate yourself and you cannot get caught up in a conspiracy theory. Only use the facts. They're terrifying enough on their own. So you educate yourself and you educate others. That is the first thing you do. As soon as you understand what it is, you start looking for companies that are involved in ESG. If if you are working with a bank that is a national bank, I can guarantee you they're involved in ESG. I just I just got this from uh, uh, from the uh, newswire PR newswire from Kellogg's. The Kellogg Company chairman and uh, CEO has just recently shared uh, shared his top five uh, themes for driving ESG strategy on Kellogg. He says, I'm energized about the year ahead, a topic I want to continue to grow in importance, and the conversation and work is driving uh, the environmental, social, and governance, or ESG. It's not just the flavor of the month. Consumers and employees and other keyword stakeholders passionately believe in it, and they want to support and work for companies that are just as passionate about making that impact. You get away from every company that is doing ESG, and you let them know why. You get away from MasterCard, which is one of the main drivers, Citibank, uh, Bank of America, anything that is involved with the Fed, they are the main drivers. You have to go to your local, uh, your state, and get the ESG standards banned from any bank that is going to do business in your state. Already, New Hampshire is uh, working on a bill, West Virginia just passed one, and so has Texas. So it is moving forward and people are understanding once you get the Rosetta Stone, and that's what I think this book is, once you have the Rosetta Stone, everything becomes very, very clear and you're like, oh my gosh, but it has to be shared quickly right now and we have to focus on that and stop this fighting about, you know, Republicans and Democrats or covid That is such small potatoes right now compared to the Great Reset.
1: Great stuff, my friend. Appreciate you. I'll see you later this week. All right. Take care.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah, see you this weekend. Bye-bye. You bet.
1: Uh, That is the one and only Glenn Beck brought to you by our friends over at uh, realestateagentsitrust.com. You know, trying to sell your home into any environment can be challenging, but especially in, well, as Glenn just described, these unprecedented times. Bing. Make sure you go in with an agent that you can trust. You know who you're looking for? You're looking for an agent like my buddy Scott. I've not bought or sold a house with Scott in 15 years because I haven't moved in 15 years. Yet, um, he has contacts with home renovations and upgrades and upkeep. And I was doing some of that with our home last year. I went to him. I just have friends come to me now. And they're like, hey, if we're thinking about getting into the housing market, you have a recommendation. I still recommend my old realtor, Scott, because he proved himself to be trustworthy you're looking for someone that has that level of credibility with you when the, when the, uh, when the scenario has reached its conclusion. You don't want to find out at the end that they just talked a good game. All right, so where would you find such an agent? Chances are uh, the name kind of says it all. Head over to realestateagentsitrust.com, just about anywhere in the country you want to get to or from. We can probably find you an agent with a fully vetted track record of success that has earned the moniker Uh, of a real estate agent you can trust at realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com. I have to believe there is some feedback based on the conversation Glenn Beck and I just had. So, gentlemen, the floor is yours.
7: Well, I was trying to allude to that yesterday in the overtime in my rant in that we're, we're never going back to normal. For good or for bad, we're never going back we just have a choice. We are going to get reset one way or another. By but, the way, breaking news. Yeah, I'm no, cool.
1: Breaking: news. OSHA has has announced that it is permanently uh, removing the uh, the jab mandate uh, from the Biden administration on private uh, industry after reviewing the Supreme Court opinion uh, that told them they were likely to lose uh, a couple of weeks ago. So that that news just came out. OSHA is now permanently removing. Uh, that stipulation from uh, its enforcement code. So thank you, Todd. Well,
7: that dovetails perfectly. Amen. Amen. But we're not back to normal now. Like Glenn said, what's waiting uh, from the puppet masters? I mean, they used COVID as a tool. It, it, It was not their end. It was a means to their end. That end now is more likely than it was two years ago. Because, as Glenn said, I mean, his point about what he would have believed. And how many times have you said this, Steve? What I would have believed two years ago, five years ago. And we keep sprinting and slouching and begging for Gamora. Mm -hmm. He's absolutely right. We must now. It's the 11th hour. We must choose this day who we serve. We must get it down to the simplest mantras in our lives. Not simple as in thin, dumb, no simple as in non-negotiable fundamentals. What is this football? We have to, otherwise we lose.
2: Because, as as you've said, Steve, on a macro level, we're playing for at the very least the end of of Western civilization. That should wake anybody listening to our voices up. Just on its face the western civilization as we have known it is uh, is on the brink is on the brink of not just communism but uh, a fusion of of fascism and totalitarianism well i guess that is probably communism or at least in its nascent stages and an eastern version of that you know what's funny to me that a couple of years ago what did we joke about? What did we joke about when when looking at the decline of Western civilization, particularly in America, when it comes to the rainbow jihad? What did we joke about? Teach your kids what? Arabic. What do we say now? Teach your kids Chinese. That's what we that's what we say now. Mm-hmm. Because we've, not, not just because it's China, but it's because of what China represents and their friends around the world. The 30 tyrants that Lee Smith wrote about in Tablet Mag last year. That's what we're talking about here. Not even, not even, the, uh, not even the Taliban, at least early reports are when we tuck-tailed and got out of Afghanistan, not even the Taliban is willing to take on China. They're, they're, they indicated early on they're willing to play ball with China. That's the main threat right now around the world globally. It's it's not necessarily China, it's it's the it's the it's the fusion of big government, big tech and uh other big business. That's going to try to control every aspect of your life. So those are the big sticks. If you need a little bit more micro sticks, um think about think about how this will not just affect you. I I'm I'm done. I'm sorry. I know this is a, will upset people. I'm done with the notion, I'm sorry, of passing on something better to my children and grandchildren. I hope that's the case. If I do my job right, though, as a parent... Um, we've already screwed the pooch on that, folks. Previous generations already screwed the pooch on that. Sorry. If we're doing our job right as parents, or at least I'll speak for myself, if I do my job right as a parent... I'm going to teach my kids how to fight back, resist, and take things back. Not to expect things to be better. Those are the micro stakes that we're playing for. Macro, yes, that's, that is what it is. There's, uh, at, the, at some level, very little that, that you and I can do about that. But if we have the numbers, and we do have the numbers, One, as Todd said, one simple step at a time, one fundamental step at a time, one non negotiable at a time, fighting on those hills, you will be able to topple those mountains. But they are mountains right now. I mean, they are, it's a behemoth. It is very daunting and overwhelming when we have these conversations, what we are facing and likely facing in the near and and not too distant future. Keep it simple, keep it fundamental. Take the next hill.
1: Well said. So let's follow up the conversation that we just had and we just have with Glenn with fake news or not here in the next segment. All right. And in this next segment, I have assembled a series of recent news clips and we're going to ask, will it great reset or not? And you guys will tell us why when we return. Stay tuned. Well, we haven't told you about our friends over at sweat block for a while, but, uh, in case you guys had forgotten, uh, frankly, the name is what it does. Uh, it, it it blocks an unhealthy level of sweating, whether that's because of nerves or pressure, um, extreme heat. All right. Um I've I use this product. I don't have to use it right now. It's what's the temp right now outside? Uh it's very, it, very cold. It, very cold. Uh expletives, expletive, expletive, Bleeping bleep cold. cold. Yes. All right. So um Although I'm going to, I'm going to, you heard me say, I'm going to see Glenn later this week. I got to do some movie business down in Texas and I'm going to head over and do my show at the Blaze Friday. It's going to be like 65 degrees there Friday. I still remember. Do you Us. remember when we did, it was this week last year oh, yeah. when Aaron left for his uh, oh, that's honeymoon? That's true, yeah. But and, fly, the two of, and you and I went
7: down there? But flying back. I was crushed. Too. Oh, you were, it was like I was, we were looking out the window, but you were, I was closer to the window, you were behind me. You were like the soundtrack, you were just saying, it's so
1: bleak. Yes. And so desolate. But do you remember, <laughs> I think it might have might have been 60 one day we were down there last oh, yeah. year. We, we just but, but do you remember like everywhere we went, I like was like rusty and mask with the window open and my face out and the oh, sun yeah. yes. shining on my face. Do you remember that? All right. So I might, I might need to bring uh, the sweat block deodorant with me uh, when we go down to Texas here when it's going to be approximately 79 degrees warmer. And that's not even an exaggeration. <laughs> Than it is uh, here in uh, in Des Moines, Iowa right now. They've got uh, phenomenal products. Their deodorant is fantastic. You can get the sweat block wipes. You put those on your pits before you go to bed. If you've got something big going on tomorrow and a job interview, a speaking engagement, a date, uh, they work. All their products are absolutely phenomenal. All right. Doctor created, doctor recommended. It's for stopping excessive sweat. All right. So. This doesn't like hold all your sweat in so you keep those toxins. We understand that sweating's a natural thing with the body. We're talking about the unnatural stuff that you're using deodorant already to try to, to thwart. Uh, this does it, and it does it for reals. Use it anywhere, and I mean anywhere, that uh, you have excessive sweating. Sweatblock.com, promo code DACE is how you get 20% off. 20% off at sweatblock.com, promo code D-E-A. CE. After the show, we are going to record overtime for Blaze TV subscribers. And uh, Todd and Aaron do not know the topic. I have selected a topic and I want to hit you guys cold with it and get your instantaneous reactions. All right. In real time. So we're going to do that in the overtime today. Uh, That is coming up. uh, We'll have that on the website. We hope this new video platform (laughs) <laughs> permitting at blaze tv.com slash dace that's blaze tv.com slash dace and that's also where you can go to get a discounted subscription today at blaze tv.com slash dace all right let's get to fake news or not what was that voice in my ear i don't know okay uh it's eight degrees in des moines right now it, it's it's 55 down there the, the ron the voice in my ear says so it, literally it's a 63 degree difference no, minus eight is what it is here, I thought. Well, or is it, it was, just eight?
7: It might be eight now, okay. but right. it's going to be minus... You know what?
1: I, I like what we said before. Yeah. Expletive, expletive, tonight, bleeping, cold. Tonight, it's going to be minus 11. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. All right, so all right. So, for fake news or not, knowing the conversation we were going to have with Glenn about his uh, number one selling best, uh, best, or number one best-selling book, The Great Reset, I've selected five recent clips that have aired in American media... And you guys are going to decide, will it great reset? No, I'm not going to give any hints what the clips are about or anything. We're just going to play the clips and then you guys react. Ready? Yes. Here's clip one.
6: Let me be, um, factual above all, but let me also be blunt and, and hopefully motivating. Um, we're in trouble. I hope everybody understands that. Uh, not trouble we can't get out of, but we're not on a good track. Coal went up 6% in the last month's year, the use of coal.
2: It looks like there's an issue with the video, but he says we're on the wrong track with global warming.
1: Okay. Will it great reset?
7: Of course. Of course it will. And it's not just the message. You've been hearing that for a long time. But the personage that old 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 raisin of a face that already lost how, how I mean how many years ago now did he lose uh his presidential two thousand and
1: four. It's been almost twenty yeah, years. I know. And it, yeah.
7: And so now he still is there instead of going off into whatever sunset because you remember He's got stuff, that guy was surf, windsurfing when he was running for president and all that kind of stuff. Why not? Be- because what he says is true about their intentions and everything Glenn said, and he's part of making it happen. He's the, he, he, he has clear goals. He's not just kind of wandering around serving out his time he's got plenty of he's married to the Heinz heiress. he could be doing a lot of other things but of course he's doing this at that age because his religion is at stake um
2: this I don't believe that this will will uh will great reset uh because I've been I've been reliably informed by the government of the most uh, dirty and polluting country on the face of the planet that uh, they're doing just fine. So, and they also happen to be one of the major drivers of the Great Reset. So, you know, I, I, I think I think John Kerry needs to adjust his his messaging there just a little bit so that he doesn't doesn't piss off uh, Pooh Bear. Okay, clip two.
6: My family and friends did get; they got scared, and I think they were scared on my behalf. Oh, and that oh. also, I thought, well, why? are they? What's going on here? And there seemed there seemed to be this sort of. I didn't get the memo. Whatever the memo was, it had <laughs> it hadn't reached me. Um, then I started to realize there was really a memo, and uh, mm-hmm. that guy um, Matthias Desmet talked about it yeah uh, uh, and it's great you know the, the, the theory of mass um hypnosis formation yeah. It, and i could see it then once i kind of started to look for it i saw it everywhere and then i remembered seeing little things on youtube which were like subliminal advertising yeah that've been going on for a long time that thing about you will own nothing and you will be happy and and i and it would what does that mean? And uh, bit by bit, that, I put a rough kind of jigsaw puzzle together. And uh, and that made me even more resolute.
1: The voice, in case you're wondering, uh, is the legendary slow hand himself, uh, Eric Clapton, maybe the greatest guitarist that has ever lived, certainly in the conversation. Aaron, to you first, Will It Great Reset?
2: I'm going to have to say no again. I think what Mr. Clapton is forgetting here is that all the people he's um, accusing of being deluded by a mass formation, hypnosis, psychosis, whatever you want to call it, um, he's forgetting that those people are on the side of light and science. They really want nothing more than to save lives. It may seem like, I don't know, they they want nothing but naked authoritarianism, whether it's in... Walmart or whether it's on wall street they they may they may they it may appear like that, but really their motives are completely pure It may appear like they are uh, just complete and total uh cultists really I mean, if you want to give them no benefit of the doubt whatsoever, but really, these people just care very loudly, and uh, I think he's forgetting about that there there's nothing wrong with that it's just it seems like uh, I'll I'll just leave it there. So, yeah, I think he's off the mark
1: there. Will it great reset to note Aaron's sarcasm?
7: Well, because i mean, me, you know that it does. This is the magical power of vaccines. This is not new. This is what we were groomed for. And, Steve, you were rightly talking about the strange bedfellows of Robert Kennedy yesterday. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you've noticed in the last 24 hours, but there's a lot of people that are being very, very— angry about the need to not side with such a man right now and how wicked he is and how he's going to upend uh belief in the magical power of vaccines so of course this is and another way you know this is true this is the guy with enough self-awareness when somebody came up to him one day and says what it's like to be the greatest guitarist of all time his answer i don't know you'd have to ask prince clip three
4: Under current state law, minors over the age of 12 cannot be vaccinated without the stamp of approval from their parents or guardian unless the vaccine is to prevent an STD. This new proposal would build off of that existing law. It comes as the state deadline looms for school children to get vaccinated against COVID and the push to keep schools open.
5: But many parents say they're not on board with the new proposal. No, I'm not about that at all. 12 years old to me as a child and I don't think that's decisions that they should be able to make and I don't think politicians or anybody who's going to gain Financially or politically or any other way should be able to access that group of people for their own, whatever their objective is here. Yeah.
1: So that's a bill that would allow children to get JAD without consent uh, from their parents. Will it great reset, Todd?
7: This isn't so much will it great reset as it is. Will it make Todd want to hurt you very, very bad if you ever try this with my children or anybody I care about? Let's find out. Yeah, let's find out.
2: Aaron. Now, that's the real great reset here. That last woman talking about all these different parties that have a vested financial and, and power interest. It's people like her who are really going to screw this up for the rest of us. She probably likes to walk around coughing on people and killing grandma as much as she possibly can. I dare say she's probably at one of those <laughs> filthy unvaccinated. Those are the people who are really, really going to overthrow this entire planet. That is definitely great reset worthy.
7: Well played.
3: Clip four. I want to wish everyone in China a very happy Lunar New Year. Just as the tiger symbolizes vitality and health, our foundation has continued to work over this past year. The recent troubling and highly contagious Omicron variant means the COVID-19 pandemic is not yet over. Since the onset of the pandemic, China has worked hard to not only contain the virus, but also contributed to closing the equity gap by supporting other countries with many different supplies, including great vaccines. I'm hopeful that by the end of this new year, the COVID pandemic will largely be over. I was also thrilled to hear the news that in June, Uh, that the WHO had recognized China's remarkable success in defeating malaria, declaring the country officially free from the disease. So like many of you, I believe the world can become better. And I know that innovation and collaboration are key to getting there. I look forward to once again being able to travel to China to see all of you and this work in person. But for now, have a wonderful holiday and a very healthy and happy
1: new year. Do I even have to ask if that will it great reset, Aaron? That is the great reset. That is it. That's it. That's Bill Gates.
2: <laughs> that's it, right? I love China
1: and her glorious leader, Xi Jinping. Yes. Isn't that it? That's it. That's that's the whole thing. That's it right there. Bill Gates thanking China for helping to contain the virus. Is that not the great reset right there?
7: And we're about to host the Olympics in like a week there to celebrate
1: it. I think we have one more clip, Aaron. Yep. Here's the last one.
7: During
6: the course of the pandemic, we've been listening to Americans through Zoom to get their thoughts on COVID, the economy, and how the government is handling it all. On Friday, we checked back in with six of them. Who feels like we are in a better place now than we were a year ago. Show of hands. No one believes we're in a better spot now.
1: And it froze there. Nice. Perfect. Todd, will it great reset?
7: Uh, the only thing missing from that (laughs) is governor Reynolds breaking in and starting to read from the trans porn book, just to put an exclamation point on it. Uh, Well, no, that, that won't great reset if, if I don't know what that sample is representative of, but if Steve for a long time before COVID even came along, he would reset when, when these, when these sales pitches come along, when these pressures come along, what, what's the most important thing to start with? Even if you don't have all the answers, no. And those folks right there, I don't know what they got behind those nods, but all of them said no. That that has to be true on some level for us not to great reset.
1: Aaron.
2: In all earnestness this time, um Todd's answer is correct. I mean, maybe CBS News is just slanted against Democrats and slanted against the Great Resets fetish-having White House. Maybe that's a possibility. It, is. it could be. P- CBS could just be biased against them. Occam's Razor says that's not the case. So with that being said, do you think they would have found at least one person in that little focus group there? Do you think they would have found implanted one person in there who they knew for sure, yeah, that person can articulate Some BS version of uh, the White House's talking points about the first year in office just fine so that we can save face. Do you think that they, if they had that idea, they would have found one person to do that? Could they find one person to do that? Maybe they did. Maybe they got double-crossed. Who knows? I think they would have probably tried to, they, they would have had to have thought, okay, this person is probably going to give us, yeah, things got better. Because they're not biased against against the current administration. They're, they're part of it. And the fact that all five of them just said, no, no, things are worse, worse right now, Um, that's the type of resistance that you can start from, resisting a, a great reset.
1: Mm.
7: See, Aaron just follows up with what I said, and I agree with him. But then while I said that, I was thinking, I saw a graphic today again mm. about how the most... Scared and petrified people are the ones that are double-jabbed and boosted again, and we've known this for a long time. But what if that's what was behind the no? I don't know. We're broken.
1: You guys have a great Tuesday. <laughs> and it's minus Ah, nine. <laughs> uh, we're going to stick around and do the overtime for Place TV subscribers for the rest of you. Uh, We will see you tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV. Until then, John 317. This is
0: Steve Dace.
5: On the Blaze Radio Network.